Hi, I'm Julian from Space Pants Games, and this is the Sega Lounge. Welcome to the Sega Lounge, where we celebrate our love for all things Sega, including the games, the music, and the community. I'm your host, KC. Join me as I talk to different guests and learn more about their projects and passion for Sega. What is up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Sega Lounge. This is episode 206, aka episode 35 of this seventh season of the show. So many numbers. Anyway, I hope you've been doing well and enjoying some games. Let me start by thanking everyone who took part in our Air Twister giveaway throughout the past week. Thanks to In and Games, we gave away a Steam code for the game to one of our lucky listeners. The winner was Luke Frag, who got himself Air Twister on Steam. Congrats! And thanks again to the lovely people over at In and Games for the code. If you want to find out more about the game, be sure to listen to last week's episode if you haven't yet. But now, it's time for something completely different. This week, I'm joined by Julian Scott, head of the brilliantly called Space Pants Games, who have been working on a lot of Mega Drive games, including both ports and original titles. Julian has a long career in the industry and is here to share stories from his past, but most importantly, to talk to us about what made him focus on Sega's 16-bit console after all this time. Check it out! Hello, Julian. Welcome to the Sega Lounge. <laughs> Thank you. It's good to be here. It's very nice to to have you on the show. Um, always a pleasure to have like you know uh, industry legends on the show. Yeah. We're going to talk about about your past works a little bit. Uh, you're, you're currently uh, the head of Space Pants Games, right? Yes, Space Pants Games is is it's not just me. It's me and my friend Ben who I've used to work with uh, um, various times over the years. And uh, yeah, this is, our, this is our current thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm very curious. Why Space Pants? Oh, Maybe we'll get, let, let's, let's go with that right now because that's, that's my, like my main question. I don't know. It wasn't me. Ben, ben came up with the idea. We were brainstorming for ideas, which means, I don't know, what should we call ourselves? And I think he just drew some, some pants, as in British pants, which are underpants course not trousers like mm -hmm. uh, americans i think um and you do some of those and call it space pants and that that sounded good to me <laughs> why not why not <laughs> <laughs> amazing amazing okay so julian before space pants uh, of course, you have you've had a long career in video games. So I, what i usually like to do with my guests is to like start from the very beginning um how did you get into video games and why? What led you to that path in life? Yeah, I, uh, well, my, my dad bought an Apple II computer and I don't know when it would be, 90, early 80s, like 82 or something like that. And that was quite posh then, actually. It was quite a expensive thing to have. 
back then, and he used it for his business. And my brother was a bit older than me. He was doing computing at school, which was, I don't know what they did really at school in those days, in the mid-80s for computing. It was probably mainframes and things like that. But uh, So he started learning to program. And so he bought that home, and he sort of showed me how to do it. And uh, we, we both learned to program. We typed in games out of not magazines at the time, but like a, a book of typing listings you could get. Mm-hmm. Microsoft, I think it was which they weren't for the computer that we had, but we typed them in anyway, and they mostly worked. <laughs> so that's how, we, uh, that's how we both learned to program. And, of course, you're a kid, you make games, you don't make spreadsheets. It's much more fun. <laughs> and, of course, we used to make games for everybody at school. You know, people, people at school, your friends would be the characters in the games, and they'd be doing things which probably you shouldn't have done at the time <laughs> and probably shouldn't mention. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I, won't, I won't talk about fun that. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I actually okay. had a game published in um in an Apple Apple user magazine in 19, in nineteen eighty three, I think. Um that was my first ever published game at the age of fourteen. <laughs> nice. It was a type in listing. So people people would type in and break their computers playing the game, apparently. <laughs> Good start. <laughs> Excellent. Different times, right? Different times. Yes. Everyone yes. was mostly self-taught. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I do think. Well, I don't, yeah, there were. I don't know who would go to 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 be taught. I mean, way before the internet, there must have been books around. Um, but yeah, typing distance are really good because you learn how to debug. You type it in, and you, you know all kinds of things would go wrong, and um, you'd have to sort of then go through all the code and, and, and break it down and try and work out what, what things do. So it's not just copy and pasting, like yeah. I suspect most people do these days. Um, you actually had to type it in and, and think about what you're doing. And I think it was a good introduction to, to, to debugging. Mm-hmm. You're learning to debug at the same time as learning to program. It's a good thing. Excellent, excellent. And so was that the reason uh, you, you wanted to get into like video game developing, working in the industry? Um, I suppose it was something, um, yeah, I left school. It was, not, it was the time where there weren't really many jobs around. Um, I worked in a snooker club. I, <laughs> I tried to start a business uh, cleaning cars, car washing, and but I could program. And I, I pushed myself to learn a bit more. Um, this was getting on to 68,000 times. So the Atari ST I had by this point, like late 80s. And so I learned 68,000 and tried to get jobs um, and, and Arc Developments uh, hired me. Actually, I got hired. I think my first job was supposed to be um, writing music and writing sound drivers. That's what I got hired for. And I did that for about a week when I got there. And then I got given a game to do. <laughs> so okay. I, mean, I was going to do games, but uh, yeah, sort of a, sort of a, a different route into it than the usual, I think. Excellent. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's a little bit like um, I, I interviewed earlier this year, uh, John Hare. He told a, a similar story, although you know, with, with its uh, you know differences, of course. But uh, like there weren't a lot of jobs uh, at the time, so this was a, a way to make some money as well, right? That was a solution yeah, to that yeah. problem. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was. It was um, a good money. It was eight thousand pounds a year. 
which doesn't seem like a lot thinking back. <laughs> I lived with my parents, uh, you know, I was, I was yeah. 20 with my parents, and it was, it was great. Mm-hmm. It was great. Yeah. Okay. yeah, John was a bit before me, I think. He's a little bit older than me. He was one of the people I, I read about when I was getting into the industry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely a little bit older, yeah, for sure. Uh, and so and you've since then worked for many different different companies and, and developers, right? So like, uh, yeah. I think Core, Eden, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, well, Arc Developments, okay. which is um, in the Midlands here in the UK. And actually, that's where I met most of my long-term friends now. I'm, I still know a lot of the people from those, from that company. And because we sort of grew up together, you know, early 20s together. And I, I learned so much because a few of those had worked at Elite before that. So they'd, come, they'd been in it for two or three years before me. And I learned so much in the first um, six months or a year that I was there. It was brilliant. People like um, Stuart Middleton, who you should get on probably. <laughs> He's written Master System and <laughs> games. <laughs> okay. And uh, t- Tim Round, Tim Round did like R Type Two, uh, Forgotten Worlds, mm-hmm. uh, all kinds of things on on ST and Amiga. Tim Coop also did Amiga stuff. He he's uh, he went on to work on Tomb Raider, I think, after that. Okay. So a bunch of people um, who were all pretty good. And, and you know it's great to be in a quite close environment with them and just learning so much in a short time. So Excellent. yeah, so then I thought after two or three years there, I, I went freelance, and I worked. I, I worked for the same company. I worked for, for Arc Freelance. And I worked for other companies around around the area freelance as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that was pretty good. Went on for a bit doing um, various other. What did I? That's when I did, that's when I was doing those the, those Mega Drive games. I don't know whether you've seen the ones that I I did early on the um, Wacky Races and yeah Dragon's Lair. Those were freelance at the time. So. Mm, okay, so that was a bit better money if I if I got paid. So uh, since you mentioned that, so the uh, Wacky Races was a game you worked on back in the day, was it? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. So that's why you had access to it because that, that's what that's was going to be a, one of my questions later on. Yeah. Yes. So, so these yeah. unreleased games, you worked on them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, at that time, I was like, I was the only programmer on them. I think. Okay. Um, with artists uh, were at the company that I, that I worked for, but I, I was freelance. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, those two got cancelled, so I ended up keeping the code and just. And when the internet came around, I I, uh, I, I accidentally slipped them <laughs> onto the internet. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my god! Uh, yeah, I actually I, I saw an article. I don't know which which uh, website it was when uh, the the wacky you, you released the wacky races um, game on on you know on itch on itch.io. Yes. and uh, I think it was like the article mentioned something like. Uh, you can question the legality of this, and I was like, uh, you know, it's, it's for free. It's not it's getting any money, making any money yeah. from this. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do, you know, I do respect people. I, I peace quite a lot. I think, but um, I, I still, I'm not sure whether I should have done this or not. <laughs> I can always take it down if I get. Maybe I mean, you're, you're not making any money out of this, right? So unless people no. want to, to pay you, but you're not like selling the game. It's no, pay what you game. want. They, so they can denote, donate what they want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's you know, and some people actually have amazingly. Okay. <laughs> but the game's freely available on the rest of the internet, anyway. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Yeah. Find it. Yeah. 
Okay. Th- that lets, leads us to, to, you know, the work you've done for Mega Drive games, right? So you, you did a lot of other stuff you already mentioned, but you also yeah. worked on a lot of Mega Drive games. Um, yeah. Any particular uh, highlights you want to mention in terms of well, I stuff think you I did? Well, I, I actually did three games for the Mega Drive in those mm-hmm. days. So the first one was actually released. <laughs> and that was our drive. So that was the first game I did on Mega Drive. So I was an um, ST and Amiga programmer. So they mm-hmm. said, here, do this. There was no one else available at ARC. And they got a Mega Drive dev kit in and said, here you go, you're doing this. Um, you've got four months. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we had the arcade game there. And some of the guys there put their soldering irons and the oscilloscopes into the thing and, and managed to get the graphics out uh, from the arcade game, from the ROMs. So that helped a lot. That saved us a lot of time. And, uh, yeah, it's like a lot of the time it's like the first thing you do is, is a, is a published game. <laughs> when you get a new piece of equipment, you don't really have time to learn it. Mm. Very well. I mean, the first Amiga game I did, it was, um, it was a conversion from ST and I had one week with the manual to learn what to do. So obviously it didn't, this is why a lot of the ports in those days from ST to Amiga didn't weren't great because you weren't really given any time to, <laughs> to, to learn about the hardware. So you mm. just do that and move on. So that was a learning experience using uh, doing um, Arch Rivals, which looking back was pretty badly made, actually. <laughs> but, you know, it was released on time. That, that was all that mattered in those days, I think. Yeah. And then I did a few more demos. So I was, went freelance. And I was working for um, Eden, which was, again, formed by people from Arc. So all, all, all my friends, basically, as so I worked for them. I did a few demos. So we did demos of games, uh, um, which they, they were trying to get, you know, trying to get the job to do the game. So we did a few mm-hmm. of those. I wish I had some of those, some some fun stuff there, I think. They worked on, uh, I don't know how you pronounce it, Soliel, uh, Ragnacenti. Uh, oh. Make a, dri- make a drive game. So- Soleil. Soleil. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. It's like French, right? So for Sun, Soleil. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We called it Soliel <laughs> because okay. it all came from a place near Solihull in oh. Birmingham. So we called it Solihull. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Crusader of Senti in the US. That's right. Yeah. 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 Right oh, uh, I didn't know. I did yeah. Was, was you know, you Euro- worked on that. Mm-hmm. No, we did the European language conversion. So we got the ROMs. Didn't get the source code, I don't think, mm-hmm. and just had to plug in um, different languages. It was quite quite a tr- tricky thing to do to um, basically uh, work out what all the code did mm-hmm. <laughs> from, from looking at the, at the disassembly and trying to find stuff in there. And then, yeah, okay. it was good though. It was it was a couple of weeks and it was well paid. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> and okay. It was okay. apparently a famous game, so that was nice I, I quite like that game. Yeah, yeah, I quite like that game. Really I th- nice. It's like a, a an underrated gem on the Mega Drive, I, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Pretty like yeah, great music, actually. I think it's one of the best exactly musical scores for a Mega Drive game. Genesis it has a very good, very good soundtrack. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, didn't know that. Interesting. <laughs> so then I did Wacky Races and um, Dragon Slayer, and then I did mm-hmm. Waterworld. I actually did Waterworld at the same time as doing um, Wacky Races. Uh, Waterworld was an interesting project because there were three or four programmers on it. It was a very, very short time period um, to, to get it done, as you had a lot with film licenses. Okay. Um, so I think it was three different levels. So the three different programmers doing three different levels 
I did a sort of underwater section. That, that's on the internet somewhere as well. But I don't feel like I can release that one <laughs> myself. <laughs> um, again, but that was unreleased, sadly. Mm-hmm. And uh, that wasn't so good because I was on a pure royalty payment for that one. I got no money at all for that one. Oh. I would have got, I think, 21 cents for every copy sold. Had it, had it sold, which wouldn't have been bad. <laughs> Waterworld is massive, massive film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it should have sold well, but no. Yeah. <laughs> Any idea why they didn't release it? No, not at all. No. no. Same no. with Wacky, Wacky Races or? Wacky Races. You know What I'm one? told was that, they, that Virgin ended up realizing they didn't actually have a license for it. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, and they, they let it go so deep into development. And oh, after all, yeah. we did or even don't have the license, and and you know, well, well beyond being finished. Yeah, um, yeah. Apart from well, they didn't really get give us any testing, so there were some mm-hmm. bugs, I think, and, and various things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's what that's what I was told. I, I don't know how true okay. that is. Okay, could be, could be right. So yeah. different times as well. Yeah, and the reason Dragon's Lair wasn't uh, released, again, Mm -hmm. so I was told, is that it was too small a cartridge. So it was four four megabit, is it? I can't remember, 256K. Yeah. Um, And they wanted, at that time, it was, you know, getting towards the end of the lifetime of the Mega Drive. They wanted to release bigger games. So we said, well, we can make it bigger. We can put some FMV stuff on it or something, you know, some animations, Mm -hmm. more sounds, but they they weren't interested. Okay, this actually, lies. this is what I was told. Yeah, Dra- Dragon's Lair. I haven't, I haven't tried. Uh, I tried Wacky Races, uh, but was it like? Uh, were there any differences between versions in terms of the Mega Drive version? Was it any different? Yeah, no, it's just a conversion of a SNES game. Yeah, that was by Elite. So uh, yeah, it's just a conversion. It was just just um, a conversion. Nothing, was... nothing too demanding then, right? Uh, no, it's the platformer. You should have you should have made it more demanding, of course, to make it bigger. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we did offer seriously. <laughs> yeah, the so people who made that, the decision to see that they yeah. well, wouldn't have it. more games um, cancelled than released from those from those years. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get it when it, a bit later on because the marketing uh, costs yeah. are, are bigger than the game development costs, so it's mm-hmm. best to cut your losses sometimes if you think it's not going to work yeah but as as a programmer as a developer um you know it has to feel also from a, a monetary standpoint but as as a creator of something it has to feel like harsh when they tell you that you know we're not going to go ahead with this we're going to cancel this project right yeah yeah no it is especially if you've you know done all the crunching on it and um mm-hmm. you know late um i don't think i ever minded that much when i was freelance i did fail to get my final payments for the games because of because of the schedule of the of the contract so 50 of dragon of my wacky races payment was on release mm. so it never got released so i didn't get half the money <laughs> so that was obviously very annoying but yeah um when, when you're in a company I don't know. I think at the end of a project, you just want to move on anyway. I'm not. I'm not. Not that. Not that bothered really about things getting cancelled. Okay. 
not that attached to the to the project. No, I just want to just want it to go. I'd be desperate for it to go away for a long time at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it gets cancelled or not, you know, it's fine. <laughs> okay, okay, makes sense, makes sense. Uh, so you, you worked on a lot of games, um, but at, at some point you decided to leave the industry, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. In a, in a way, at least. No, I did. Well, I wanted to leave the um, the actual mm -hmm. industry. Yeah, the. Um, uh, I I, I got to a point where this is. It's very hard to talk about this without um, without slagging everybody else off in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I didn't want to have any producers. Didn't okay. want to have any people in, in charge of me. Yeah. Uh, telling me what to do when I've been doing it for longer than they've been alive, and mm -hmm. <laughs> you feel like you, you know better than than that. Than they do. Okay. But all good. All good. Yeah, all, <laughs> got out of it in the end, and uh, and went into. It was great because going from AA from from well, it was called AAA at the time. The last game I did was um, uh, Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods Golf on the DS and the PSP. Mm -hmm. Really nice, nice versions of the game. I think. Mm -hmm. Um, and those weren't too long because uh, the previous games before that there were like two or three years. And then getting cancelled, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, but moving on out of that to, to into Flash, um, mm -hmm. when we sort of discovered the Flash market, a friend of mine, Rob, who I also used to work with um, <laughs> in the old days. Uh, so we, he was doing some Flash games, and uh, he's an artist. So I teamed up with him, and we churned out Flash games week after week for a long time. We really loved it. It was just great to do things in a week or two um, after after spending so, so much time on previous games, you know. Mm -hmm. Almost like going back to the early days, Commodore 64, Spectrum game days when you can just just make stuff, release it, make stuff, release it. Yeah, yeah. So it was great. The freedom was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Any any highlights of of that period of time, like in terms of what you worked on <laughs> for you, like yeah. personal highlights? I mean, yeah. Um, I think I think the high. I think just just being able to do it mm -hmm. and, and make money was great. And we, we grew the business from you know that we made we almost made a loss in the first year. Um. But we, we grew the business and, and made quite a lot of money over the years. Um, we, we were making games for other people, which is nice. You know, you're making games, make games to make money. So you work out what people want, and you make games. But you still try. I don't. There's, um, you know, it's not doesn't have to be a, a personal love mm -hmm. game. You still try. You still put your best into it and make it as fun as you can and as and as good as you can. Um, so I think things like Cyclomaniacs was probably one of our biggest. Um, franchises um, uh, you release something and you've just no idea why if people are going to like it or not and, and some yeah. some of the games they go it just they just take off and you get lots of uh, people loving the thing mm -hmm. but, but it, it was probably probably easier to to understand the the public reaction with those kinds of games in in those days right with the internet and everything oh. because back in the day you would maybe have like reports like sales reports and know if the games were actually yeah. a bit popular, not sell a little bit or not, but yeah, uh, never even had that. Never had any no, oh. idea about how any of the games uh, I've ever done sold, apart from one actually. I'll talk about that in a bit. But okay. yeah, but um, 
yeah, yeah, it's good to have feedback. Obviously, yeah, yeah, you can you can try and protect, um, correct things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like we tried to do because this Cyclomanex was quite successful, so we tried to make a sequel. Mm-hmm. But we didn't because everybody asked about it, like something different about it. So you don't know where to go. <laughs> I think we didn't quite do so well with the sequel. We 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 pushed in all directions mm-hmm. and um, ended up not pleasing everybody quite as much. <laughs> I suppose, and you, that happened with a few of the games. So. Mm. It was difficult, difficult to know where where to go. The worst yeah. thing is actually because I think we must have released 150 or 200 games during that time. Worst thing is um, coming up with names. <laughs> the hardest, hardest thing is coming up with names for the game. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a good start. point. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> so, how did you do it? Do you have like a special trick, special technique to come up with game with names? Um, pun, puns, as much as we can. Puns. Okay. Puns. I mean, we make we come up with a pun and and try and make a game on it. Like flaming zombuka is a game of that. <laughs> is a game about exploding zombies. Obviously. <laughs> uh, got red, red hot, red rod hot's red hot hot rod. <laughs> So yeah, that's obviously a, a game you've got to make, isn't it? <laughs> okay, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. That's actually a good process. You start with the name, and you go from there. Yeah, so, and you can't go soccer, wrong with puns. Soccer balls, soccer balls. That was one. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, was it just soccer or more? It was. I, I don't know because a lot of the game, a lot of the games actually had. Um, well, so we thought at least um, a lot of comedy comedy elements in them. Uh-huh. Flash games. Um, the graphic style that Rob had was, um, it lent itself to to, uh, to comedic style. He did a lot of caricatures of people. So he did lots okay. of different sort of footballers, referees, and, uh, and uh, yeah, it's just a lighthearted style. So. Okay. So I, I actually found soccer balls, and it says, in this game, teamwork is really important. Hit the referee with the soccer ball and try to get red carded. <laughs> Unlock the three stars in all 36 levels. <laughs> nice. That's it. Yeah, makes that's sense. That's I think of football, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do, you, do you have soccer balls? That would be a, a nice uh, tagline. You can't go too far. I've got children here. Children <laughs> playing back games. <laughs> the one game I, got, uh, I was going to mention that we mm-hmm. had uh, sales figures for was a game called... Um, it's my first release PlayStation 1 game. Um, mm-hmm. I basically got persuaded to move companies to go and do it because they were desperate for someone to to do um, PlayStation 1 games. And I'd, I'd done PlayStation, but only demos. I hadn't mm-hmm. done a full game at that point. But uh, I got dragged over. Six-month game. First month, we didn't even manage to get the dev kit working. It took a whole month to get the dev kit work. Nightmare. So, Sony's <laughs> dev kits in those days were horrible. <laughs> we had to get a totally different PC for it. It was a double-length, full-length... Um, can't remember what the you know, PC card and uh, double width, so it's in two slots at the same time. It, it it touched the PC, it was in, it would just pop out. <laughs> it never worked. <laughs> so that was, you know, the the Noddy franchise, um, a Noddy game. So we did this game. It was a children's educational game for the BBC, mm. and uh, you know, they, I, I got, I got. They desperately sort of headhunted me to come and to come and work on it, and it was a big rush job. And the, <laughs> I think the first three months' sale figures, I think they sold it was something like four hundred copies. 
OK， 然后，啊，那我们讲 Iron Hill， 呃 ，Yeah，Almost like a, almost like a rare a rare DVD that would be. <laughs> yeah, it's probably worth a lot of money these days. You know, yeah, yeah. The, the lesser,、uh, you know,、uh, distributed games are usually worth a lot of money these days. So, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. hey, you know,、yeah. maybe if you have a cup, a couple of copies lying around, maybe you can do, make some some serious money.、Uh, well, you don't get given. I didn't get given、oh. any copies. That、uh, <laughs> <laughs> was rarely a thing. <laughs> so、okay. yeah, our company did, did well out of it. They made、mm. a lot of money, but. The BBC must have made a hefty loss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> At least you got paid. So yes, yes, yes. I was working. Yeah, you know, at that point, I was working.、Uh, you know, full time at the company.、Mm -hmm. So、mm -hmm. that was excellent. Good. excellent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I, I know you. You've、uh, you you mentioned we mentioned like the Mega Drive. We skipped everything else. So、yeah. thank you for bringing us back a little bit in、okay. time.、Uh, but you worked on other games, right? So for other consoles and other other yeah, console generations as well, right? Yeah.、Uh, I I was looking at your credits online. I, I saw something like Starsky and Hutch for like multi platform. Yeah. I yeah, think PS two、yeah, and Xbox. Xbox GameCube. Yeah. 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 Although、um, we didn't do the GameCube one, that was someone else did that.、Yeah. Okay, okay. But before、yeah. that, I did some Saturn stuff. That was good. Did、um, okay. a Saturn game, which again was unreleased. It was called Conquest、oh, Earth,、okay. which was、um, like a Command and Conquer type thing. But you、mm -hmm. take、um, you sort of click on a, a, an individual character and, and control with the joypad, and you could go in jeeps and things, drive around. So it was actually a quite nice sort of arcade Command and Conquer type game.、Mm -hmm. uh, And the Saturn was、uh, just that was I think it was the first thing I did after the Mega Drive went straight onto Saturn. Yeah, and what, what a joy! I loved the Saturn. It was, it was what a crazy beast of a machine that was. That would take years to to get used to. <laughs> you know, so and the manual was this I don't know fifty times as thick as the Mega Drive manual, <laughs> hardware manual. <laughs> it did so much, but yeah, it was a, it was a beast, and. But that was the only one. Again, I got. I managed to get into this at, towards the end of the life of the console. <laughs> okay. So,、uh, yeah, nobody wanted yeah. the games at that point. And I think after that, I did did Dreamcast.、Um, okay. Dreamcast was nice, nice. Yeah.、Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did a lot of low level things back then. So I'd write the three D renderers,、um, and writing all this DSP code on the Dreamcast was was. You could spend like a week optimizing a. A lighting function, just just with my music on and and the darkness around me, and just really getting into the zone of optimizing, optimizing code,、mm -hmm. which I loved that at the time. It was good, <laughs> which is something I've actually gone back to with the Mega Drive now. It's a, a nice nice return、mm -hmm. to, to low level optimization. So, like you're you're into like the the core aspect of programming and like、yeah. you know optimizing code and stuff. So that that's what makes you happy. Right, <laughs> it does now. I've been through a lot of the time.、I've, my my favorite thing is making the tools. It actually still is in some way.、Mm -hmm. I think that's like the most important thing of game development is making the tools that enable you to make the games. Okay, it's、um, a lot of the times.、So, I don't know. Ninety percent of the code written in some of these games is is the tooling.、Mm -hmm. It's obviously before people use Unity and Unreal, so you'd obviously make those engines for each game, that sort of thing.、Um, mm -hmm. And and yeah, it's just an, it's a nice thing because you've got that.、Like, You do get immediate feedback with that because、um, you have an end user, which is the rest of your team, which is the designers and the artists. They're using the tools, and they can come、mm -hmm. and shout at you and show you how to 
how to do things how they want it. You know, that you can you can refine your processes because you got a lot of feedback, which is really mm-hmm, good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nice. Right, like it's more immediate than yeah. like the the end product. Sometimes you get some feedback, sometimes you don't, and people, yeah. it, it, especially if you're like working. In, in like, if you're a programmer, you're working on the code. It's not something that people see, right? They see whatever I appears on screen. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's usually like not something that people will say, oh, this was poorly coded. Yeah. <laughs> Or at least yeah. not, not, to a, not in a way that they understand what they're saying. <laughs> Of course, these days you do get a lot of this because people can see people's code on GitHub and and decompile the code. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm always ready for the excuse saying, "Oh no, I was it was midnight. I, I couldn't help it. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it just just fix this bug. We couldn't fix it in any other way. We had to just hack it. You never had time to fix bugs properly, so you'd always mm-hmm. have to hack it. It's like I feel really bad for people whose code goes out online. It's just. <laughs> you know, it, It's not what you wouldn't write the code like that if you had the time to do it mm-hmm. that way. Or anything that's gets that gets released on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so Julian, going back or going forward, then uh, you now have Space Pants games. Yeah, uh, and you're actually working. You've released unreleased Mega Drive games. That you we've mentioned before, uh, you're working on on new stuff as well. What led you to create this this new company, this new project? Um, I, I had some spare time. Really, I stopped <laughs> having to work full time to make money. You know, um, we've got games out there which I have to go and uh, update here and there. Um, You have to load up Unity occasionally to go and do do some work in that and update because Android's changed something, you know, that sort of thing. I don't like to talk about that because I, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like Unity at all. I hate Unity. <laughs> um, it, it's, but, yeah, so it's such a nice thing to do to go um, to get out of using Unity uh, and go and work on something which I know I can make something which is much more immediate than Unity. I can make some tools that... Uh, well, for, for me anyway, that they, they 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 work a lot better, and also at this point, um, I, have, I think somebody must have mentioned Mega Drive games to me, and um, I thought, oh, oh, there's new games coming out. Oh, that's interesting. And I went and found, um, I down downloaded SGDK, uh, okay. which everyone seems to use these days. He does a, that's a great job. He's done a great job of that, and. Uh, And I did three little games in C with that, uh, just to test it out. But I didn't enjoy it. I didn't. En- I didn't enjoy doing any C at all. <laughs> going back, not quite to the time that I enjoyed the most. It was like I want to go back and have the immediacy of, of, of 68,000. Mm-hmm. Um, it's stupid because it, you know you can get stuff done much quicker in C, supposedly. <laughs> um, but I thought. I thought at this point it would be interesting to try and work. To, Try and recreate the sort of environment I had in the 90s um, and see what difference it would make these days with, with modern computers mm-hmm. and tools that are available. So, so the first game I started working on was um, Rocket Panda, which, which is hopefully going to be released soon. Um, 
But with that, I started everything from scratch. I wrote all the tools from scratch, like map editors, um, just like you would do back in the 90s. You had to write the tools. And I wanted to see if the modern tooling would, would help in any way. Um, but I made a strange decision to, to, use, to use Unity to write my tools in. Okay. Uh, because I was using Unity sort of as the day job then. So I thought it would help me in some way. So I did that. I wrote an entire tool set, uh, map editors, even like a music sequencer, sprite editors and things like that. Um, and it all, it all worked. It, all, it, was all, it was all fine. Um, but, but, you know, I, I, I since rewrote it in, in, uh, in something else because I didn't, I, I took, abandoned the entire tool set because I hated going in Unity. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> The hate is deep. Turnaround for making code changes is, is very, very slow. And it's just, it's, I feel like I'm at my age, I haven't got many, you know, many minutes left. Can't wait a minute waiting for things to compile. <laughs> so, uh, okay. That was it. It was, it was the, but the, the biggest thing these days is, is emulators. I mean, having emulators mm-hmm. is, is massive. Mm-hmm. You know, just just to be able to just download. I mean, I can compile the entire game, uh, compile, assemble the entire game, and, and run it in the in the uh, in the in the uh, what am I saying? Em- <laughs> emulator. Emulator. Run it in yeah. the emulator in like a second. You know, mm. and I think going back, I, I can't remember the time how long it took, but I remember ten minute compile times on the on the ST things like that onto floppy. <laughs> so. That, just that sort of thing, just being able to turn things around that quickly is, is, mm-hmm. a, is I don't think people, I, people probably underestimate how, how, how big a difference that makes to everything. It's just immediate, the immediacy of seeing, seeing what you've done. Because uh, you end up forgetting what, you, what you've changed. <laughs> even if, I do it now, but, but even back then, in the early days, you'd forget what you've been testing. You have to wait five minutes. So, yeah. <laughs> and then you get distracted and do something else in between. Oh, what was I doing? No idea. <laughs> so you have to do it again. So it's wasteful. So, so yeah, that, that was really the thing. I wanted to see, uh, I wanted to write everything mm. from scratch and sort of build up the tooling and build up the engine. And, and that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. So then I rewrote the, rewrote the tooling entirely and that's still, uh, it's still a work in progress. That. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, Eddie, do you have like an idea when you can, when it'll, it'll be ready to, to release? The tooling? No, 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 the game. So the, you were, you were talking about, oh, I, I was oh, talking Rocket still about, uh, about the game that you mentioned. Yeah. Space Panda, right? Rocket Panda, yeah. Oh, Rocket uh, Panda, sorry. Yeah, it's been, a Kickstarter is supposed to be starting this, this month, I think. Uh, oh, it's, it's, with nice. Mega Cat, it's with Mega Cat Games. Okay. Mega Cat Studios. So they should be ramping that up hopefully soon. Okay. Okay. Um, that'd so be it's good. really, that's it's really, really close. <laughs> yeah, it should be. Yeah. Okay. Um, but that's just very exciting because it's it's machine release stuff yourself easily, but having actually a, a proper publisher and marketeer behind it is really good. Yeah. So we'll see how that works. See if it's any 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 uh, income. <laughs> Not really doing it for money, but. Mm-hmm. It, once I've discovered that there's a possibility of making money on it, I, that's, that is probably part of the fun of, of making games for me as well. It's yeah, finding an income sure. stream. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it, it's nice because you, you usually with like Megacat, they, they do a great job with this as well. And other publishers, there's usually like a physical 
version, right? With yeah. the, the cartridge yeah. in the box. Like, so you, you can actually get that feeling of, of being in the nineties and getting a new Mega Drive game. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, that's nice as well. Yeah. 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 We're not releasing this one, uh, on, uh, as, as a digital, at least not yet, I think. Um, mm -hmm. cause they say that, um, that does, that does spoil a lot of the, of the, of the, uh, of the physical sales. Mm -hmm. if it gets out there. So yeah, been holding that one back for quite a long time. Okay. <laughs> uh, so it's done then in this, in that yes, case, what's yes, basically yes. done. It's done. We've done the interviews and, and <laughs> we've done, <laughs> we've done, uh, uh, yeah, they're producing merchandise for us and, and stuff like that. It's okay. quite exciting. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. So yeah. now it's it's just a, a matter of waiting for the Kickstarter to to release uh, very yeah. soon. Very soon. Okay, yeah. that's yeah. nice. That's really yeah. nice. Yeah. Any uh, anything? So pe for people curious about Rocket Panda, what's like the the elevator pitch for this game? <laughs> it's. Um, well, actually, from the development process, it was it was um, some. I wanted to write something like a, a thrust type game, which I always liked that sort of game. Just um, so I, I did that, and that's when Ben came in. who was the other, my partner in Space Pants, and he he drew some graphics for it. And and Rocket Panda is um, a character we've used in previous games, about three or four different um, Flash games, um, and we like him, so he's uh, he's made a reappearance. Uh, and it's got it's got a theme tune as well. It's got a theme song actually on the Flash version of it, which is me singing, which is terrible. But um, and luckily <laughs> not on the Mega Drive version. <laughs> okay. But we've got we've got um, we've got the t subtitles. We've got the text instead of me singing in that one. So that's good. And we were able to write a couple of new verses for it for him going back to sixteen. No, no digitized voice. No. No. <laughs> no. Too much too much ROM space. <laughs> <laughs> you would make it bigger. No? I don't make it bigger. I don't want to do it that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, uh, flying around, rescuing rescuing creatures with all kinds of weird and wonderful uh, aliens uh, trying to trying to stop you, and lots of bosses. Because we just love to do the bosses on the Mega Drive. That's what it's all about: doing the bosses. Yeah. Trying to do the, well, let's see what kind of effects you can come up with. So you got sort of what looks like full screen scaling bosses and things like that. Mm -hmm. So, so is it like more of a shoot 'em up type game, it's not, or it's um, it's a it's a flying around dodging things game mostly. Okay, okay. There's no shooting in it. Oh, okay. There's no shooting in it. There's, there's mm. like you can launch yourself at things occasionally, mm. and and uh, destroy them. But it's mostly dodging. It's mostly, you know finding way around mazes and and uh, timing. It's quite hard. <laughs> it's a mm. difficult game. <laughs> Yeah, it it looks it looks hard actually. Looking yeah. at like the the screenshots that you've posted in in the, the short videos, it looks hard. <laughs> like there's a there's an element of precision, right? In terms of yeah. like dodging some of the elements and some of the like the spikes and stuff. Yeah, we did because we developed it all on emulators, mm. and I only got a uh, a Mega Drive right towards the end of the development, a real one when I decided. Okay. When we found out that we're going to have to do this. Um, and yes, playing it with the D-pad was a very different experience. So we had to go back and change the controls a little mm. bit after that and and did actually go and make a lot of the levels easier Okay, because you didn't have the control with, uh, with the D-pad. Yeah, because so with yeah, the yeah. analog stick, you have like, like well, I was 360. Using 
I was using keyboard oh, control, oh. so just the left, right, so it would be like very precise. So oh. in an emulator, yeah. And you, you find it easier with the keyboard than the D-pad? Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I think it's just, uh, maybe because the D-pads I had were, <laughs> were 40 years old. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, just the, the D-pad, you can easily get, you can easily touch left when you're going up. That mm. sort of thing, you can eat, oh, get okay, the one direct. okay, okay. So... Actually, I, I do miss the, the Mega Drive, the original Mega Drive D-pad, one of the, the ones that I like the most. Yeah, like the the eight direction, you have the diagonals where it were easy. Yeah. Uh, although, as you pointed out, after some use, some wear and tear, it, it, they wouldn't be, they, they wouldn't yeah. be as precise as before. So yeah, there's, that, that, there's a challenge. Um, because when I was doing Mega Drive games back then, part of the Sega checks they did was um, to use, they, I don't know, they used a real joypad, but they used a joypad which had, which you could press all the buttons at the same time, the directions. So they knew very well these would wear out and that could happen with a real one. So your code had to cope with uh, left and right and up and down being pressed at the same time. Otherwise it would fail. <laughs> it would fail not check. Yeah. <laughs> so I always write my code like that now as well. I have done it ever since. <laughs> if you shouldn't be able to do this, someone's going to do it somehow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So, uh, Rocket Panda coming coming soon. And yeah. we'll we'll share the news when the the Kickstarter is is out as well with the people. Yeah. Julian, let's take a quick break here because uh, I'm, I'm enjoying our conversation very much, but I, I, we always have a tradition. If you've heard, listened to the show, you know we have a tradition here on the, on the Sega Launch, which is something we like to call the Sega Launch Challenge. Now that you know our guests, it's time to put them to the test. It's the moment we've waited for and the moment they dread. Welcome to your doom. I mean, welcome to the Sega Lounge Challenge. <laughs> I like I like that that reaction. Okay, so this time I'm I'm not going to do anything like crazy. This time I I thought to myself, here's a man who who worked on on some games on some Mega Drive games and and other systems. So, uh, a question: How well would you say you know uh, Mega Drive games in general? <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I didn't. I never owned a Mega Drive okay. myself. I mean, we did have. We did. I did play some just to okay. uh, um, around the time because you had to see what was going on. Mm -hmm. But you know, I was giving a Mega Drive, <laughs> make games for it, move on. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we were, we were playing. We were playing um, uh, Mario Kart more than anything at the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> So that's that's the perfect that's the perfect setting for this challenge. So what I what I uh, uh, thought of doing is, 
I I thought of going back to the the back covers. The the they had that those little blurbs explaining the game with some screenshots. Uh, and so I I'll read some of these to you, and you'll have to tell me if you can, you know, guess what the games are, which game I'm talking about. I'll give you some options if you need them. Okay, okay. Uh, but but we'll we'll do this. So this is only my game, right? No, 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 no. That would make it too easy, I think. Maybe there are some of yours here in the mix. I'm not saying there are, but maybe, maybe. But don't count on it too much, okay? Okay, so I'll I'll try to um, redact these a little bit because some, some mentioned the name of the game. So, So, number one. Number one, okay? Bust the video game speed barrier wide open with redacted. Blaze by in a blur using the super redacted spin attack. Loop the loop. (laughs) (laughs) Loop the loop by defying gravity. You can even spin around in a 360 degree rotating maze. You've never seen anything like it. So you're saying Sonic the Hedgehog? Unless it's a sequel, the Sonic. <laughs> Did Sonic have the Sonic Two? A few, a few sequels actually on the Mega Drive. Yeah. But which one had? I remember the, the rotating maze thing. Um, I don't know. Sonic you, you, Two. So if you remember, which one was it? Which one do you remember playing the most? Sonic, Sonic One, I remember playing the most. The first one. I guess so, that. I think that's a good option. Well done. That's it. Good job. <laughs> One point. Good job. Very good. Excellent. So, see, this is not that hard. This is actually quite easy. The most famous Sega game of all time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Number two. Number two. <clears throat> you are a young adventurer out to defend the town of Redacted. From the reemergence of the creatures of darkness, with the aid of your animal friends and a trusty sword. Okay. Battle monsters, pick up items and question people to achieve your quest. Travel along the beach, through magical forests, and scale the perilous volcano in your quest to find the ultimate truth. This is a massive isometric ad- adventure game with over 80 hours of absorbing gameplay, wonderful graphics, and amazing animation. See, that sounds exactly like <laughs> Ragnacenti, apart from the isometricness. <laughs> but... And it a- actually has some, some quotes here from Mean Machines, 92% lavish arcade adventure that frankly demands purchase. Wow. Uh, a deep, highly entertaining adventure. 89% from Sega Magazine. <laughs> I'm, I've got to go for Soleil. Soleil. <laughs> Soleil. Could be. Could, be. Could very well be. And it is. Uh, yes, it is. This is a very long description, actually. It's like the whole back of the box. Uh, and just, just English. Okay, good job. Let's go with another one, shall we? You're doing great, Julian. Doing right. amazing. 
Okay. The redacted are on the move. They walk off cliffs, wander mindlessly into flames, and drop like rocks into pools of water. They need you to help them dig, build, and blast their way to safety in over a hundred levels that go from fun to beyond mayhem. Lemmings. The lemmings are on the move? They are. They are. <laughs> they are. Okay. I'm more sure of this one, so it's probably wrong. <laughs> what, what led you to, to, to say like almost immediately lemmings? They're, they're on the move. <laughs> they're always on the move, those lemmings were. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought actually worms came to mind first of all but, mm. uh, but I just got them mixed up yeah lemmings <laughs> so your answer is lemmings Julian I'm st sticking with lemmings You're sticking with lemmings final answer yeah. yes good job well done <laughs> yeah you're great at this you're great so I played Lemmings on the Atari ST. Okay. <laughs> but not on the Mega Drive. <laughs> <laughs> it was available practically on everything, right? Yeah. yeah, even Master System. I think there's a Game Gear version. Not sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. Number four? Number four. Uh, okay. So this starts with this little subtitle. Includes two more levels than the arcade game. And then it says, in Turtle Village, the children, the children, typo, are fleeing for their lives. The invaders are brutal, ugly, and 12 feet tall, with huge arms and bellowing laughs. They love pounding you into the dirt. <laughs> and that's it. I didn't Golden even Axe. have to redact anything. Golden Axe, Why? It was an arcade game. <laughs> had big characters in it, as I recall. It was a village, perhaps. Uh, and yeah, they did. You've played this one? You've played Golden Axe? The arcade game. The I arcade played, Yeah, I've played the uh, Mega Drive one. Yeah. The Mega Drive one. Okay. So, Golden Axe, Golden you say. Axe. Golden Axe is your guess. Interesting guess. Is it correct, though? Unfortunately, it is. Actually. Yes, yes, it is. It is. <laughs> it is Golden X. Yes, they love pounding you into the dirt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's nice. That's right. There was big hammers in it, weren't there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Number five. No, number five. I've lost yep. count. I think, yes, it's, it's five. It's five. Okay. Ready? Yep. Okay. The real arcade action between the redacted is really hot. Because tonight there are no fouls. What? No fouls? All caps. That's a fight. No fouls. This is something where breaking the rules is part of the rules. I think you found this one for me. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Hmm? It's a basket brawl. It, it's, um, <laughs> I didn't rivals. say that. I, I've, I haven't finished. I'm just 
checking in on you and see if you're okay. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. So you you want to you want to risk it? Without I'll risk it. I'll carry on. Carry on. Should I? Should I? Okay. <laughs> I I didn't want to because there are so many words that I need to reject. Okay. <laughs> if you can't block a shot, knock your opponent's block off. Redacted also takes real skills like passing, shooting, dribbling, ball <laughs> handling, <laughs> slam dunks, and three-point shots. It's not just that sport. It's it's what? <laughs> it's, it's what? It's, it's what? It's basket brawl. So what's the game? <laughs> oh, it's rivals. Very good. Good job. <laughs> Well done, well done. We'll play that one, that's true. Okay. <laughs> that's good, that's good. That's a good sign. <laughs> Arch Rivals, the arcade game. Actually, the full title. Yeah. yeah. Well done, well done. Okay, let's do Let's do another one. Um, this one's probably a little bit, I don't know. Let's, let's I see. I think we're definitely running out of games that I know. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm gonna go with this. I'll, I'll explain why. I don't know if you if you know this one, but I, I'll, I'll explain why in a, in a little bit. So, um, redacted, the only hope of a desperate nation. The Black Knight and his army of psychotic robotic soldiers have brought death and destruction to the once tranquil land of Elhorn. Can Redacted, defeat the wicked warlord, warlock, sorry, uh, and restore peace to his homeland once again. These are very small. Have to zoom in every time. And I'm getting old. So mm. that's it. That's not ringing any bells for the, me. the Redacted is it not the, the name of the no. game. The Redacted is the name of the character, which mm. I can actually tell you. I don't know if it'll spoil anything, but it's, it's Sparkster. So Sparkster, the only hope of a desperate nation. Is he Wonder Boy? Could I mean, be. I, I, I can't, I can't recognize this at all. I'll go for Wonder Boy. Wonder Boy. Yeah. That's a good shot. That's a good, good guess. But is, is it Wonder Boy? It is not. No, it is not. No, 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 no. It's Rocket Knight Adventures. Why, why did I go with this one? Because, you know, Rocket Panda. Ah. <laughs> ah. Yeah, you had a, a rocket. This is a, an opossum. Uh, Sparkster is a, an opossum. Yeah, yeah. Rocket Knight Adventures. There were two games on the Mega Drive. Rocket Knight Adventures and Sparkster, the sequel. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, if I, if I yeah, mm. if, I, if I saw a screenshot, I'd probably remember it. But yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's, really it's, it's a Konami game, Konami right. game. Yeah, was it an arcade game? Or? No, not an arcade game. No, uh, there were uh, SNES versions. I think they were both different. They so they also had like Rocket Knight Adventures and Sparkster, but they were actually different games. In some aspects, in both, right. both of them were different, although they share the same titles. Hmm. Okay, let's just 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 do a couple more because I, I think you've got five correct answers. So 
We've passed this test. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with this. Yeah, but let's just do a couple more uh, because I'm a sadist. So the, the next one is uh, as follows. Okay, really, really getting old and blind. Okay, need to zoom in to this. So explore the sinister side of nature as you control a troop of armed up, never say die redacted in an arcade strategy extravaganza. Use shotguns, bazookas, homing missiles, and banana bombs in your bid for survival and the ultimate accolade, victory. <laughs> you control a troop of armed up, never say die, redacted. Uh, I mean, this is, oh, is it worms? Why? Banana bombs. <laughs> it is worms, yes, of really? course. <laughs> <laughs> Only worms have banana bombs. <laughs> yes, very good. Good job. Okay. Uh, I didn't play that on Mega Drive, but mm. those games, that and Lemmings, would have been quite difficult to make on, um, on a tiled screen. Mm. A bit more animation, so I would, I would be very impressed to see that working well. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, lemmings and worms or, or just worms? Oh, both. 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 Because they used that screen, yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is quite tough to do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do remember, I, I've I never played the, the Mega Drive version of worms, but I played lemmings. Uh, never owned it, but played it several times uh, back in the day. Uh, and I... It wasn't for me as a as a kid, actually, because it required a lot of patience and strategy, and I didn't have either of them at the time. But I I remember loving the the visuals, loving like the idea of the game and in the look of it. And I always remember the the one of the the box arts that I remember from from my childhood is the Lemmings uh, box art. Yeah, <laughs> like. Yeah, the picture of the. Like they're sort of walking out. They're walking out towards you. Green thing. Someone's holding something at the front. Like, yeah, yeah, like a parasol or a, an umbrella <laughs> or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I don't remember that well, but I think you get to kill lots of them accidentally, don't you? Which is always fun to do. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I mean, they kill themselves, so they're well, always. You, you, you. Th I think you, you're supposed to, uh, you know, protect them. Yeah. But you know, but I I think there's only a, a limited number. Like the goal is like to save. The, you have like ninety nine or a hundred lemmings, and you have to save maybe fifty so the other ones can die. Look, we, yeah. um, we definitely made similar sort of games for the in the flash in the flash world. Mm -hmm. uh, just the idea of a constant stream of things coming, and you have to sort of juggle, yeah, juggle your items to uh, to 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 save them or protect them yeah. or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there are games even now that utilize that that same sort of uh, logic, yeah. right? Like like uh, cooking uh, games and stuff. You have like a constant flow of things coming at you, and you have to juggle everything. Yeah, yeah. There was a game called oh, I'm not going to get this. An old uh, Birdabun game, uh, probably on the Commodore 64, and it was, I had it on the Apple II. Oh, Gum Gumball, it was called. And it was a sort of a 
a similar, an early version of that sort of thing. Okay. And it was like a, a machine, and these balls keep dropping down through it, and you have to get them into the right coloured pots at the bottom. And when you got a single button, yeah. to open and close. Uh, thing. And yeah, it's a similar sort of thing. And I always yeah. enjoyed that one. Yeah. And uh, Tapper, I think it's like that sort of thing as well on on the arcades, yeah. right? Oh, you, yeah, yeah it's a little bit constant. <laughs> and yeah. you, you have to juggle everything. It, uh, very simple games in, in both premise and execution, but very complicated to master. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just the sort of games that um, you end up finishing a level, you realize you've held your breath for the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, or is that just me? I don't know. Like no, it is, it is. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And it, it's funny, like, you don't, didn't need like 3D realistic graphics and stuff like that, right? Nice. And it's <laughs> the simple things are, are the best ones. Yeah. Okay. So, Julian, thank you very much. You were amazing at the Sega Lodge Challenge. So, that means you, <laughs> you earned yourself the Sega Lodge Seal of Approval. Well done. Right. Very good. Very good. <laughs> okay. So uh, after that, after that, uh, you know, breathtaking uh, challenge, <sighs> I'm sweating and everything. <sighs> uh, <laughs> so let, let's go back to a little bit more into to Space Pants games. I'll, I'll let you go in a, in a, in a few minutes. But um, so what else can you tell us about, like, the work that you've been doing something that i enjoyed playing was gunslugs so mm -hmm. obviously not a, an original game but how that how did you you know end up porting that to the mega drive yeah so um uh ben my partner um is busier than i am so he doesn't get a lot of chance to to, uh, to to draw graphics so i'm there trying to find other people to, to work with. Um, so ideally for me, uh, I, I get a finished game and, and I just convert it. And that's, that's, for me, that's perfect because I just have to implement everything. I do, the, I do the fun parts, which is the programming, not the game design. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I know, I know Pascal from Orange Pixel. So uh, I just did it for fun. I thought we'll, we'll do this. I didn't ever think we were ever going to release it on, on a cartridge. But, uh, you know, people were interested, so we so we did. That's good. And I'm doing another. I have another one of his, which is basically finished as well. Now, Heroes of Loot. Uh, I'm just waiting on on the original music for that one, so um, so I can convert the music over, and then that one's going to be finished. And let me think. I've got another. Ah. <laughs> uh, oh. I can't, have a lot I can't, on your I can't plate. remember the names of the games that I'm working <laughs> on. It's terrible. Another game which is virtually finished, um, which is another another one by somebody else. Um, and I've just started a, a, another brand new one <laughs> conversion, okay. which is Go Go Pogo Go Go Pogo Girl. Yeah, by Osat. That's, a, that's mm -hmm. on, find that on uh, on Steam. Yeah, and uh, that's coming along nicely. Six days into that conversion now, and it's uh, it's all looking good. Mm -hmm. um, but again, it's, it's against perfect. I get sprites. I get to play the original game, and I do what I love to do when I was when I was young, which is play the arcade game and and try and um, make a, a version of it which is roughly correct. That's that's mm. all we need to do. <laughs> and sort of analysing what's going on, and then and then trying to replicate it. Mm -hmm. That's actually easier, I think, than for, than looking at people's code sometimes. Trying to get, instead of trying to code convert things. 
So I'd have okay. to write everything in a, in a totally different way anyway, because it's an assembler. Um, it's just easier to uh, to do it how I want to do it <laughs> instead of how they want me to do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's so and the thing about doing this you skip is that, that, that middle man, like the producer or yeah. anything that you yeah. didn't really care yeah. about. <laughs> and all of these games are great because they all build on my tools. So every mm -hmm. time I make these games, I have to add a few things to my tool set and add things to the to the engine. And so it all helps with the with the original games as well. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's a constantly constantly growing thing. Yeah. Okay, excellent. Yeah. And so, how can people uh, find your games? What's the best way to for people that want to to you know contribute and help with your your current works? Uh, what what where can they go? Yeah, um, itch. So we're Space Bumps Games on itch, and Twitter. Um, I've got a Facebook page as well, but not a Facebook. No, we haven't. We've got a, a YouTube page as well. Mm. But that's that's uh, I just post things uh, that are generally have generally been on uh, on Twitter. Sorry, X. Uh, yeah, exactly. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Twitter, Twitter's perfect. Um, mm. and Twitter's not perfect. It's perfect. No, no, perfect no, no, no. Far from it. Far from it. Yeah, <laughs> yes. but it's it's the yeah. the best way to to get in touch if people want to yeah. it, it, to yeah. to find out what what's going on. Right yeah. with with space space Spence games. Yeah, we have. Okay. I think we have at least eight original games on the go at the moment. Excellent. In various stages of development. Okay, and <laughs> by original you mean funny. original or conversions? Original games. Original games and the the conversions as well that you're working on. Yes. Okay, yeah. so you're uh, busy, all, all in, the, in the same project. I just, <laughs> 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 just swap between them. Uh, okay. Yeah, so hopefully, I mean, our, our goal when we get time is to actually make some really good uh, technically advanced uh, Mega Drive games. Um, mm -hmm. Can't wait. There's a, there's a game we're working on, which is a sort of a Contra-like 2D platformer, but it's got all kinds of things like uh, realistic water movement, splashes, and uh, swinging on ropes. Uh, not in the old style, but in the in the modern style of swinging on ropes, which are you know, proper physics for ropes and things like that. Um, but yeah, it's just finding the time now to 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 get into these. Oh, and uh, another new one we're working on is a game which is like Riso Gun. I've been playing Riso Gun a bit on PS4. Okay. And so I'm going to do a sort of a, a demake of Riso Gun, or a, 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 an up make of Riso. Uh, okay. <laughs> <Even better. laughs> Yeah, a defender type game. Okay, uh, okay. Really looking forward to getting back on that one again. Excellent, excellent. It's great fun. Yeah. That's so, the sort of game I like to play. <laughs> how do you find the time for um, so much? Uh, I don't. I don't. <laughs> this is why they're all in development and they're not released yet. Isn't it? <laughs> so, but but uh, before we before I, I I conclude this with my final question, which I, is is coming, but. Um, so you decided to work, is it mostly or exclusively on the Mega Drive right now? <coughs> it's exclusively on Mega exclusively. Drive. Exclusively. Right yeah. Why the Mega Drive? Because you, you could have gone with, even even if you went with like retro consoles, you could go with the Dreamcast yeah. or something like a little bit more yeah. powerful. Why the Mega Drive specifically? Uh, it's. I think it's my favorite to work on ever. Okay. Um, you can manage it, uh, yeah, a single person can manage the Mega Drive. You can mm. get everything you need to know in your head at the same time on the Mega Drive. When you're moving up to Dreamcast and Saturn, you know you have to keep mm. going, looking things up all the time. You can never quite 
Master the Beast. Uh, and, I, and I love 68,000 Assembler. It's just my favorite. Um, mm. It's the high-level language of, of Assembler. <laughs> nice <laughs> okay. and easy. I used to really, really feel sorry for my my, uh, my colleagues working on 6502 and Z80, uh, and especially um, 8086. I did, I, did, I did a lot of 8086 games as well, so uh, I... I it's horrible <laughs> compared with the six eight thousand. It's just it's, they're all horrible. <laughs> it's a perfect processor for me. Mm. <laughs> yeah, this is my this is uh, yeah. It's, okay. okay, I just love it. <laughs> That's great. That's great. And uh, looking forward to seeing what you can do to push the, the limits of the, the hardware as well, right? So that's that's always fun, and that, that's always something that we we have been or not always, but it's something we've. Uh, you know, many times see, it's not really the case here. We're talking about a, a, a person who's been in this industry for a very long time, but uh, not in like an official capacity. We, we, we don't have officially released games like that are supported by, the, the, by, by Sega anymore, but we've seen a lot of like homebrew and, and indie style games that have really in pushing the boundaries and the limits of the software. So it's always nice when we get that. Yeah, and, I, right. and the demo scene actually for, for the Mega Drive is good. They, mm -hmm. um, they do some good stuff. Mm -hmm. which I, sort of, I sort of don't like doing that. I just like making games, but it would be fun to do all the technical stuff as well, I think. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's great. I mean, the first game, both back to Rocket Panda, to, I deliberately didn't use any internet resources to... Mm -hmm. um, so I got I printed out the old Sega manuals and just used those exclusively for that game. Um, but since then I've been going through. There's so much more information on the internet these days. For you know, it all gets shared. All the code yeah. gets shared for different interesting things. It's just just it's fantastic. I mean, it's a whole <laughs> new world out there. Killed for that. Would have killed for that in the nineties. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. Amazing, amazing. Okay, and so people obviously can find you. Uh, you know, can find all the information about uh, Space Pants games and in, in, in you, Julian, in the show notes. So we'll leave all the links, all the relevant links there. And uh, hopefully we'll have news on the Kickstarter very soon as well. We'll share that on the show for sure. Something that we always like to, to help promote. But I have one last question and it's always the same. So back in the 90s, Julian, especially in, in the U.S. with the Genesis. Sega said that the Genesis had blast processing, okay? Uh, obviously a real thing. And the, my question to all my guests is, if you could add blast processing to anything in the world, what would it be and why? <laughs> I'll tell you what, it would be the 32X. <laughs> okay. Because the 32X is rubbish. <laughs> it, need, it needs something. It needs some blast processing. <laughs> or the no, or the Jaguar, actually. Similar, the Jaguar, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, a challenge for you. When do you? When are you making thirty-two X games? Then, <laughs> let's. When I finish. When I finish making all of these games. <laughs> I, never, I never did. We, we had the manual for it. We had the manual for the. Whatever Sega used on on virtual racing carts back in the day, yeah, but it was a similar thing. It was a, a DSP. Yeah, well, I can't remember what process it was, but it was a similar to the 32X, really. Um, 
So we had all, all the information about it, but never got a chance to use it. So yeah, maybe, maybe. When the emulators are working well, I don't know if they are. We need a working yeah. emulator. Yeah, so, yeah, okay. I think so. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do know some people who are working on that. So, mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So when I've run out of fast processing on this on the uh, on the Mega Drive. <laughs> Excellent. So, Julian, thank you very much for coming on the show. Thank uh, you for having me. Very right. nice to, to, to meet you and, and to talk to you. And hopefully you can come back soon and talk about more of those uh, works in progress when they're, when they're released. Yes, okay. that would be fantastic. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Julian for coming on the show, and I'm really bummed I forgot to mention a specific game of his during our talk. Head over to spacepantsgames.itch.io and check out Passing Breeze. Yeah, it's a choose-your-own-adventure game set in an arcade in the 90s, and it's filled with music, references, and jokes related to classic Sega games. It's a fun little experience to check out if you're a Sega fan, for sure. So go to spacepantsgames.itch.io, check out Passing Breeze. And that's about it for this week's show. We've got a couple more episodes to go, one of which will be our season finale, and that will be dedicated to Sonic the Hedgehog. We've talked about specific Sonic games and DLC this season, but this time, myself, Lime, and Skill Jim are doing a roundup of all that's happened in the world of Sonic in 2023, which was surprisingly, or maybe not, a lot. So check that out in a couple of weeks. For now, though, it's time to close the doors of the Sega Lounge. Thanks for listening. Remember to leave us a nice review on your podcast app of choice if you haven't done so yet. And I'll see you all next time. Bye-bye. The Sega Lounge, hosted by me, KC, and part of Radio Sega's network of live shows and podcasts. Theme song and incidental music by OSC. Find them at opusciencecollective.bandcamp.com. Got any suggestions? Drop me an email to podcast at thesegalounge.com. Find us at The Sega Lounge on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find previous episodes of the show by going to thesegalounge.com and wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. Mixed on Productions podcast.